This is your Power Hour Morning Show where we interview coaches and athletes about their Walder sport experience and get to know them at a personal level outside of sports while enjoying a tasty cup of joe. We are here for week five of Power Hour with Tyler. I am here with Kyle Swiderski, the head coach of the men's and women's bowling team for Waldorf University. It's the second season. We are a big growing team this year, and I'm one of his bowlers, so this, this one's going to be more personal, I guess. So welcome, Kyle Swiderski. Hey, Tyler. Good to be here. How are we doing? I'm doing pretty well. You know, had no practice the last two days, of course. I mean, you're the one that's made it not happen, so... We are just relaxing and having fun doing a podcast here, I'm trying to show you what I do for my degree. Yeah, it's it's good. You know, sometimes we have to make practice optional like that just to get everyone that mental break or, or physical break to catch up on and, you know, do more fun stuff like this, doing your homework, doing your projects. And, man, this place is cool. Yeah, it's kind of my home away from home, I say. Like, I love spending time in here. Even though I'm not doing homework right now. Like, this is for my own self. I'm trying to build my name for myself project-wise and, like, being able to do this and not getting graded for it, it makes it like 10 times better than it is being graded for a class. So I enjoy it. But I want the people to get to know you. I want you to say your hometown, where you're from, uh, what you did in high school, sport-wise, other like extracurricular-wise, and just how, how you came to Waldorf as a student first off. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, yeah, so I originally came from South Minneapolis. I, I say right by the Minneapolis airport and the Mall of America, really right in that area. Um, for high school, I went to school at St. Croix Lutheran. It's oh, St. Croix Academy now. They changed the name, but um, in West St. Paul, so a bit of a drive each morning, not too bad. Um, bowling team there. I did wrestling. I did the honor choir, um, the student council, National Honor Society, um, one of those typical, I guess, super involved students that felt like they never had enough time for anything. Uh, worked at a bowling alley, uh, worked at another bowling alley, and I hit a point uh, right about um, midway through high school where I was wrestling, and I really loved being on the wrestling team, but I was committing more and more to bowling. And so I had to go to the wrestling coach and say, hey, I'm missing uh, too much junior league bowling. Uh, for the wrestling tournament. So, um, you know, I think I'm going to have to quit the team to focus on bowling. And, man, that was tough. I, I To this day, I miss it. Well, we just had a home wrestling here at Waldorf the other night, and I was, like, I was getting into it, having fun watching it and remembering the moves and, like, kind of wishing I could get that back. But um, so I, I doubled down on bowling. I, I committed to that. And the Waldorf coach at the time was Marilyn Schockel, Um you know, sad to say she passed away now, but um, I met her at a, a bowling combine uh, my junior, senior year of high school, and she was just super motherly, I guess, a real warm, inviting kind of person like you typically get at Waldorf, and other than the college my older brother went to, I only visited Waldorf, and I was like, I don't need to visit anywhere else. This is This is home. This is great, and kind of been here since, so I graduated here in 2019 worked some other jobs the year after I graduated back in Minneapolis and then I came here to start coaching again in May of 2020 
So I don't know if that's that's enough for you or you want more than that. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was about all of Kyle Sturski's life pretty much there. I mean, he does have more than one brother. His other brother is also on our bowling team, so I want to make sure you get Ryan a little bit of credit there before he gets upset because I know he would. But, yeah, I remember we were. I was also one of your teammates my freshman year, so being able to be with you again now makes it kind of, like, easier because I know you from beforehand and, like, able to read you differently if I was somebody else that was new because for those who didn't know, we got a new bowling coach two years ago when Kyle came. We had Tony Mana the third before also good coach decided to go back home good for him he did a great job and then we get got lucky enough to get Kyle Swiderski and so with this growing program so far like I was talking about before we were able to get a GA this year from Lincoln Memorial University Justine Brookover and she's been a great help so far this year and we are just like as the bowler wise we're very like fortunate to have her because she brings like the new a new side of bowling that we haven't been able to see since we've been so stuck with the experience that comes from another area of the united states i feel like for like coaching wise like seeing someone come from the east coast and you know each i think each part of the united states bowls differently and looks at bowling differently so it's really nice seeing someone from like a different side because midwest bowling wise all i hear is second arrow <laughs> that's all i think of for when i think of midwest bowling i think of i think we have good we have really good people like we're really good, lucky where we are because we have Michigan that has the where all the bowling balls are made and it has Brunswick and Storm and stuff like that and we're very fortunate we're not too far but you look at East Coast also you got Weber you got Cagle you got they got all these great coaches too and just different style of bowling different way to look at it and just being able to see it's awesome and then I'm all, I was just going to ask you too so my big thing about here when I ask coaches about what they want to do at like our Holly coach I love hearing coaching philosophies that's my main thing. So I was curious, what is your coaching philosophy and how do you base it around your team? Man, yeah, there's so much uh, to talk about there. Um, well, I'll start with that last thing, that coaching philosophy. Uh, my big thing is the mental game side of it. So I think it's really important to understand you have your more uh, physical reactionary sports, I, I call them, your your football, your basketball, your your volleyball, where you're trying to outsmart an opponent. You know, you're, you're battling with them. Wrestling is like that too. Um, but then you have your sports that are more um, individual focused. You still work together as a team, definitely. But your bowling, your golf, your um, track and field events when you're running or competing in a field event on your own, where it's so much more mental. Um, you have to focus on that overcoming your own demons and battling against yourself and and almost defeating yourself every day to improve. So I really try to focus on that mental game aspect of it, of building that self-confidence. I can do it. I I will do this. I'm good enough. I've done this before. And trying to quiet those inner demons because they can, um, man, they can just tear you apart. We I've seen it so many times from um, starting out, bowl, you know, fresh bowlers that it's day one and they're just frustrated because they can't keep it down the middle. And then I've seen professionals on telecast that they get mad they're not performing well and the common thread is can you quiet the story going on in your head and be your own cheerleader so i really try to focus on that um you know it's it's interesting i'm i'm the only one around that has seen all four coaches of the waldorf program so marilyn chaco was that first one uh she passed away like i like i mentioned earlier and then and so her style was very 
um, motherly, inviting. Um, she was going to guide you and be and be a, a mentor for sure. Then we had Joe Squires, um, who went to start the bowling program at Wartburg, and they've made some great strides already. Um, Joe's style was, he was really knowledge-focused. He was always trying to um, increase his, you know, go to coaching classes and learn more and do his research. Um, so I got a little bit of that in me from that. And then our last coach, Tony Manna, Tony Manna third. Um, he was just, he was your sports guy, man. He was a, a competitor. He was intense. He was like, we want to win and we're going to compete to win. And if we're not competing to win, well, I mean, come on guys, shape up, let's do this. And that, that fire was, it's always inspiring to, to have somebody like that because it pushes you. So I think I got a, a mix. And then of course me after Tony. So I get a little bit of mix of all four of them all four of us, I guess I should say, uh, into one style now. But, you know, predominantly I, I like to focus on that mental game and the, the positive mindset around it. Um, you know, it's interesting as a, as a coaching style, Tony, when he was coaching, well, when he was a student, he was a senior my freshman year. So I was teammates and then he became my coach. So I kind of got that, that side of that transition from, teammate friend to coach and now you know Tyler like you said I I doing that with you where we were teammates before and now I'm coaching you and um coach my brother Ryan um so it's you know I I got to give Tony credit with how he handled that because that's tricky um to balance that friendship and discipline and um making sure we're we're good as you know people one-to-one but that you're still getting everything you need to improve and that I can keep you on task um, so I think I benefited a lot from the coaches we had before. And, um, you mentioned Justine, um, don't have enough good things to say about her, man. She has been a, a huge asset to us already. And as she learns how to coach more and more, you know, she was a, a great competitor and it always takes a little bit of time to go from being a great competitor to a great coach. And I'm still in, in the weeds on, I'm learning that transition, um, and Justine, you know, naturally just graduated a little bit behind me, but man, is she showing some great potential and she's going to help us keep, um, bring the programs where we want them to be. So I'm, I'm really excited for the future right now. Um, just pushing through and getting better every day. Yeah. So like, as you're saying at the mental wise, so, I mean, of course, you know, I'm one of your bowlers, but I, I can't bowl this year cause my elbow. So I've been trying to help student assistant wise. And, like, watching how you, like, help with the mental-wise for all our bowlers is, like, always, like, eye-opening to me because I try to be mental. Like, how you said how we're individual sport, I always say we're, like, one of the harder sports because in hockey, you have a goalie stopping you from your shot going in the net. In basketball, you have a guy defending you. In football, you have a guy trying to tackle you. In bowling, the only person that can affect your scores is yourself. No one's out there stopping the bowling ball, hitting the pins, except, like, you look at it, like, the oil and stuff like that, but, like, in reality like it's yourself like you can throw the same shot over and over again if you can do that you're going to succeed no matter what no matter if the oil patterns out there or not like so you can look at it that way and same with like golf the only thing that i think affects golf mostly is the wind which i compare to oil and bowling which is like can be different so it's gonna affect the shot and stuff like that and track i know it's, i don't really think of it that way because track you look at it and like i think of it more as you're still running with somebody else. It's not like you're by yourself. Like you're bowling against other people too, but there's they're not bowling at the same time as you like theoretically running down the same track right next to you. Like 
there's like pushing you and mentally wise i feel like it's a little different wise from like just me personally just saying and like but what you're saying with the mental wise is like it is so important for us because mental is just like like so uh, i don't know how i'm explaining it's like how i look at it is i i try to keep every positive as high as i can and i always tell people now because i'm not fortunate enough that i at the moment i can't bowl so i look at it completely different after my my thing that happened my elbow so i look at it i say every single tournament i want you guys to leave with a positive impact i don't want you to leave thinking oh that sucked this was the worst tournament i ever bowled my life i got i don't care if it was your worst bowling wise score like you're there and if you have a good attitude there's gonna be something you can think positive like every time someone throws a, throws a shot and it's a, it's a broken i want to see him walk back laughing because oops i made a mistake but it still worked out it still helped me get better like how like that's just what i want like i just want to see people be happy and like it's it's a it's not just like people get take it so serious wise like it's their only thing like it's live or die if i don't strike i'm gonna die like you know what i'm saying like i'm not trying to get deep there nothing like that, but like i'm trying to say like i want you to have fun it's a game like it's not it's literally a game that people do for fun and we just take it more serious but it's still a game like in the long run we just want to be able to succeed and have fun and sometimes it takes a lot more to have fun than it does to succeed and it's hard to see that sometimes out of other people but in the long run of things i think this year we are improving on it like with trying to have more fun i know especially at tournaments like we've definitely haven't had our best tournaments because we are a very young team but we're able to have fun with it in the long run it might not be in the bowling alley at the moment right now and actually bowling but the bus rides and stuff like that like we have fun and it just takes people time to see how you're actually having fun sometimes but one thing that I was going to ask you now after that is, uh, so when it comes to having fun, what do you guys try to, what do we try to do to have fun, like in a different way outside of bowling? Like how are we like learning to have fun and as this, as a team, since we're a whole bunch of individuals that come from everywhere and we come and meet and you're like, we have you recruit us and you bring us into one team and like, how do you want us to have fun? Like, how do you like f- try focus that on that? Yeah, that's that's good. It's um team bonding is is a huge part of it. Um I mean, you know as, you know, one of our captains that you guys schedule your team bonding and I think that stuff has been great. Uh we've done, you know, pizza party bonfire at my house. That's been um you know, it, I guess it just comes down to any kind of environment where you can relax and not worry about the bowling. You know, you're just doing something exciting. Um, outside, you're having fun with them as people, not as not as teammates. And when you can um, get that connection with them, um, that obviously, I mean, that helps the scores because then you're trusting each other. You're um, you enjoy being around each other. A lot of the time, it's it's your teammates that that keep you going um, through those hard days, through those bad tournaments. That uh, we talk about, you know, do it for the team instead of for yourself, and then the individual success will follow just because you're you have your intentions in the right place and we've seen the people that do that man they succeed um the team does better they do better um and the people that don't well you know it goes the other way um so yeah just the, the more focus you you have on the enjoyment and you know it's it's weird because you're at the collegiate level you're you're competing to win but still remember it is just a game you know sports are are such a great thing um, to get you to to perform at your peak potential and, and get you physically and athletically in shape and, and great and healthy and all that. 
but they do so much more for you as just as life lessons to where can you learn how to push through the bad days? Can you learn how to work in a group? Can you um, pull the positives out of a bad day like you were talking about? Um, you throw out Brooklyn, can you still smile? Even though you didn't, you weren't perfect, but you got the outcome you wanted and why would you get upset about that? You know, getting upset is only going to hurt you. Um, keeping those kinds of things in perspective is just huge. And I actually, it reminds me, I talked to, um, I forget which one it was. It was either Michael or Darren Tang, the professional brothers that bowl. And I was like, you know, you guys were both top five bowlers in the country all through college. And I was, you know, I asked the basic question, like, what's your secret? What, what helped you out? And what he said was, we just had a good team connection. We just kind of practiced and had fun together and had really great team chemistry. We weren't super intense on on practice this drill, practice this drill, practice this drill, even though they do. I mean, they're professionals, but they they kept that focus in, in the right place. And it, it obviously paid off that they could use their talent to their highest potential. So yeah, yeah, it is really about Keeping things, keeping things in focus and just relax a little bit. You know, it's it's fun. We're here to have fun. Hey, everybody. Sorry, we experienced a few technical difficulties during editing. I did make a new jingle, so I wanted you to hear it real quick. And right after the jingle, we'll be right back to continue the rest of the podcast. Thank you. Come listen to your weekly power hour. Where we have our coffee, we're going to devour our... Don't be a roach. Come listen to the coach. So with the sport of bowling, though, I want to know how you're able to show the college that bowling is not a dying sport, as everybody says, and how bowling can actually be competitive. I know a lot of people ask, how do we get better at bowling? What do we practice on and all those things? Because people don't always see bowling as a sport like football and baseball and stuff. And it's because it's not, I want to say it's because it's not broadcast like that and people don't have a chance to take part in opportunities like this. I know we all have high school teens, but they're still at the same time. They don't usually get the chance to take it. So I just want you to explain as a coach uh, how you're able to get your bowlers to be better and how you've made it improvement of Waldorf bowling throughout the Waldorf University. You know, yeah, so bowling as a, a dying sport is, uh, I'll just talk about that first. That's, it. it's kind of misconstrued a lot um, because it was dying for a while. Um, late 80s, early 90s, even maybe early 2000s, it wasn't super popular. Um, but then they really started getting creative with telecasts and, and different events, celebrity invitationals and all that. And it's been growing ever since. I mean, bowling now is a, a $10 billion industry. Um, you got a fifth of the country. I'm 60, 70 million people almost bowl every year. Um, over a million people are in leagues regularly every year. So to say it's dying, it's just um, it's that old way of thinking about it. Cause it's it's not really true once you take a second to look at it, which which is exciting. Because um, then we look at you know what are we doing here and and how do we practice and how do we improve? Like we got some momentum behind us. So some of the things I really focus on, you know, like I was saying that the mental game and all that. But then I get asked all the time, you know, like you what do you what do you do for practice you just go bowling right like it's, it would be kind of like me asking a, a cross-country runner what do you do for practice you just go run right and like they have different techniques and um 
different cadences and up and down hills and all this stuff, breathing techniques that um, I don't know, you know, I know surface level. Um, but for bowling, um, it's a lot about, it's, I, I like to call it kind of an artistic form to where a lot of bowlers have actually taken dance lessons to get their footwork right. And so we try to get our feet in the right cadence, in the right pace, in the right rhythm, uh, the right distance from step to step. I'll, I'll put down tape on the approach and say your first step needs to be at this distance, your second step needs to be at this distance, and you need to, to do it at a pace of da-da, 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 or da 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 um, And everyone's a little different, different body types and different um, leg lengths and all that, so you, you fudge it a little to, to match their body type, but um, working on that rhythm is huge. Working on targeting is huge. So you see, if you look at a bowling lane, there are those 39 boards, and each board is a little more than an inch wide. And essentially what you're trying to do is trying to hit a spot an inch wide wherever, however far down the lane you're targeting. So most people target at 15 feet uh, where those arrows are. Some people will target at 8 feet. Some people will target right at on the pin, 60 feet down. And everyone's, again... Everyone's a little different. There are different strategies and different um, reasons to do each different form of that. But your typical, you know, how shot league bowler, they're not too competitive. They just bowl there once a week during season and call it good. Um, they can diff typically hit an area um, five to seven boards. You know, so you're thinking a little more than five to seven inches wide. Well, what we focus on is we'll take uh, PVC pipes and string them over the lane put a little um, piece of rope or string hanging down above the one board we want to hit and we say okay you can throw your ball but you have to hit that string and so it kind of you know like anything it trains your body over time like you shoot a free throw you feel what you did wrong so you shoot it a little different next time um, so we'll try to hit that string or we'll put pieces of tape down on the actual lane and we'll try to hit those um before I've uh, a crude method I've done before I've actually went and stood out on the lane and I said okay you have to throw it to the left or the right of me um, when you look at professionals they aim for that one inch zone and they only ever miss it by an inch to either side so they're basically hitting a, a three board three inch wide zone and that's what makes them great they are repeatable and so we got to get to that point too if we're going to be competitive in the collegiate environment because we're seeing Gosh, there are 10, at least 10 bowlers every year that come out of the collegiate environment and compete professionally, um, competently right away. That they're actually making a difference on the tours and all that. So I think that's a big part of it is targeting, uh, rhythm, um, like I said before, that confidence in yourself. And then it's just mechanics of putting the weight in the right place at the right time. Yeah, to me at least, it is super insane how like physically demanding bowling can be because you mess up in a step by an inch or you put the ball down by half an inch to the left or right and it's not going to do exactly what you want it to do. And it seems so like technical and just very frustrating sport for sure, especially being a bowler myself. And I just, I don't think very many people understand how much bowling goes into stuff because you look at like, we were talking about feet work with like dance wise. So wide receivers do that too for football. But they do it for the totally different reason of just trying to get their feet to be flexible to put the ball, like the toe tap into 
out of bounds, like when they're trying to stay on the sideline and toe tap in bounds and stuff like that, when we try to do it to make it so we have a rhythm. And like a guy like myself, mentally, what I do whenever I try to keep my rhythm or my stuff, my cadence, I always sing songs in my head. I always have a different song for the pace. So like I hate when bowling, I always play music while we're bowling because it messes me up so much because then I get that song in my head. But like, so like another a song I always try to sing, honestly, is going to be kind of weird, but I'm kind of fast paced. I always sing Firework by Katy Perry in my head when I'm bowling. And I always like, baby, you're a firework, you know? And like, I always think of that song and then I'm like, oh, my fireworks, my ball hitting the pants and exploding, you know? But that's what I've always done since, since like, I think it was 10th grade I started doing that because I didn't start really bowling like competitive, competitive till 10th grade. And that was always my song was Firework from Katy Perry. And it just always worked, I guess. And so I kept it that way, and I like the song. So I won't. Ne- I'll never play it in my car though, because I sing it too much in my head. That I don't like the song anymore as much. But like, I will sing it in my head every single time I bowl. And like another big thing too with bowling that I seem like people don't understand is that how repetition can just you know muscle memory. Like if you're a quarterback, you throw the ball how many times a day? If you're a running back, you run at the ball how many times a day? And just like you're saying with cross country guys what you do is you just run and like that's how it's everybody have to say every sport like that so i hate when people say oh what do you do for bowling practice bowl well yeah of course we bowl i mean what do you do when when you're golf practice oh you play golf oh it's weird it's your sport there's nothing else you can do really and like us with like weightlifting wise like people don't understand to see how weightlifting helps us as a bowler it's not going to help us knock over a 10 pin in our next shot it's not gonna help us throw the ball harder but that's not what we're trying to do we're trying to get endurance people who don't know a bowling tournament can last 10 hours a day and we can bowl up to like six individual games and up to i don't remember like 36 baker games i think 32 baker games and it's just very like dragging on your body especially when they have a hundred other people in the bowling alley too which you don't see in sports you see in football you see two teams of 100 of 100 people go against each other, but they're across the whole field. But when thus we have 100 people in 64 lanes and are all right next to each other, touching touching each other pretty much, is bumping into each other and having having to walk in between games to get to your next lane is the worst thing in the world. It always has been. I think we should like hire like track traffic directors, you know, like get some guy with some like the the cones that like light up the way to go, like and the stop sign stuff at parking lots, but. I really think that people, like, if you would look into bowling, and it's not hard to find because it is everywhere now, especially after the, I would say, the evolution of bowling. It came probably, I would say, about 2008 with Jason Belmonte coming up, two-handed bowling. That really sparked the light again, I'd have to say, for bowling-wise because he was on there every weekend and he was a show, and it really helped, like, the sport of bowling get better, and it really, like, made the sport better just in general because... It's another way to do something, you know? Just like when you find a different way to tie your shoe and you want to do that because it's exciting. I can tie my shoe this way instead of the normal way now and stuff like that. So that's why I think and how bowling has got better too as well. But you got anything else you'd like to say? No, this this has been great. It, it's fun to get the the thoughts out there about bowling and how it's different and, um, you know, that it's it's scientific with the, the cover stocks and core designs and the, the physics of the, the types of oil, the air temperature. Uh, it's fun to get into the technical, all that, and then to know that it's it's artistic, it's fluid, it's it's rhythmic, and then to talk about how it's mental. You know, it's you got to think positively and, and believe in yourself and trust in yourself, and all those things go into it. 
And that's why, you know, to me, it's been um, my favorite game since I've been five years old. You know, dad did it, grandpa did it, brothers did it, whole family did it. Um, but the game in itself is is a really beautiful thing um, because it has all those different aspects to it. So I don't think it's dying. I, I think it's really coming back. And I think um, the Waldorf teams are coming back and we're we're going to be doing some cool things in these next few years. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. So th- thanks for coming and thanks for being able to be on my podcast this week. I appreciate it. I know you're my coach, so I had to have you on my podcast, but I really appreciate the conversation. So thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Have a good day, everybody. So that was a wrap of another Power Hour episode. Join in next Friday to listen to the new coach and have another tasty cup of joe.